Hello, hello. I'm your host, Jayati Vora, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories, the podcast about the craft of creative writing, writing prompts, and sharing stories that are short and sometimes sweet, like the half servings of milky tea we drink back home in India. Today, we have a very special guest on our show, my friend Amadou Diallo, who is a journalist and a fiction writer whose work has appeared in media outlets such as the New York Times and PBS NewsHour. He's somewhat of a renaissance man, having had careers as both a musician and a fine art photographer. Welcome to our show, Amadou. So great to have you. Hey, JT. I'm so happy to be here. So in the first week of 2020, Amadou had an amazing short story in the New York Times Sunday Review called The Countdown. And it was part of this fiction series that the Times ran about a new surveillance era. Amadou, could you read us a short excerpt from that piece? Sure, I'd be happy to. Yo, this here is my show, the rapper said, turning up the volume on the 60-inch TV. The members of his entourage lifted their gazes from their iPhones. Airing live from a Disney backlot ringed with bleachers, a young man in a helmet and a jumpsuit was being lowered into a cannon. It was aimed directly at a brick wall, above which a giant clock was suspended, counting down from 12 minutes, 7 seconds. Some people spend their death day watching the waves roll gently onto the shore, said the TV host. Boring. Jason, an adrenaline junkie from Scottsdale, has always wanted to be shot out of a cannon. Well, Jason, today is your day. It's time for the countdown, the audience screamed. Landry packed up his audio recorder and notebook. He'd done enough celebrity interviews to know when one was over. The rapper's publicist apologized. It's fine. I've got what I need, Landry said. That's an incredibly intriguing excerpt, Amadou. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's about? Sure. The the story is about a man who lives in a world much like ours, with the exception that everyone has a predetermined death date. Um, everyone lives in perfect health. There's no illness. There's no disease. But you get a letter when you turn 18 telling you the exact date and time of your death. That's such a dark concept to know ahead of time the day and the exact time of your death. It reminds me of that show Black Mirror. Can you tell me a little bit where the idea for this story came from? Sure. The idea from it actually came uh, from a conversation I was having with my cousin um, not too long after uh, my grandfather passed away. What was interesting to me was that, you know, he'd lived to be 98. So we all knew that that his time was going to be coming soon, but it was nothing that we ever talked about in my family. Nobody talked about what we were going to do when he passed away. Nobody really made any plans for it. Uh, so when it happened, we were kind of all left scrambling. So it kind of got me wondering why there's such a, a taboo around death. You know, it's going to happen to everybody, but we don't talk about it. So the question I asked myself was why? Why are we so reluctant to talk about that? And I thought, well, maybe it's just the uncertainty of it. So what would our world look like if we took that uncertainty away, if everybody knew when they were going to die, would that make it easier to talk about? Would people find that uh, freeing or uh, uplifting? Would people find it depressing? Would you have, um, you know, destination funerals? Like, you know, 
bring your friends to Hawaii to celebrate your funeral with you, you know, things like that. So that's, that's really the genesis of the idea. Mm -hmm. What tips can you give our audience about finding inspiration for these sorts of dark stories? If you're looking to do something with this, I knew I wanted to create, it's a science fiction piece, but it's a, it's a sort of a near future. It's not like spaceships and people traveling to Mars. And one of the things that I find interesting about trying to create these sort of worlds that are like ours is just take the world as it is right now and change one thing. In this case, the one thing was knowing when you're going to die and then see how that plays out through the lives of individuals, the the world, the society we live in. And that that's all you need. I think you can, it can be overwhelming if you try to think, how am I going to create this whole different world where all these different things are happening that aren't happening now, but you just start, just change one thing. And then you'll find that, that everything can flow out of that. That is such a great tip. I feel like you just unlocked this for me. It just clicked. Take the same world and change one thing. That's such a simple and a powerful idea. Now, your background is as a reporter uh, in journalism. Do you weave in journalistic techniques in your creative writing? It's funny because I think the two are not only related, I think they're extremely complementary. Interviewing someone for a for a journalism piece, someone is giving you a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm sitting down to write fiction where I come up with the whole story, now I've got the freedom. You get stuck in this world of you have to come up with everything and every scenario and every action. So those are the times when a journalism piece is a really nice break because you're not you're not making up a story. You're listening to someone's story and just putting it in a narrative form. Yeah. And that's why I think the writing prompts are so effective because then you're giving somebody a direction and you don't have to stare at a blank page wondering where the heck to start, you know? Exactly. I think that's important. Can you share some of your favorite writers with us? Who do you like who writes short stories or who tackles these sort of sci-fi worlds. I really um, became fascinated with Raymond Carver with with his short stories. I think because he's a great example of on page one, you're already in the middle of the story, and he'll get you caught up. But it's you're starting almost in the middle of a conversation. Sometimes he's got a particularly efficient and sparse style that just cuts out any extra words mm-hmm. in it. So I find that really interesting. Other than that, I mean, my favorite writers have always been fiction writers who who bring us into worlds that have a relationship to our own, not necessarily science fiction. For example, I mean, I, I love James McBride. I love Charles Johnson. I've been a big fan of Charles Johnson for years and years and years. Uh, Middle Passage is a mm-hmm. classic piece of literature that I feel everyone should read. He's more the opposite, I think, of Raymond Carver in the sense of, his worlds are so detailed that you almost, you know, you're just slack jawed at, at how he was able to capture all these details in New Orleans. And you really feel like you're in New Orleans in that, in that century. That's great. Uh, we will put all these names in the show notes. So thank you so much for being on our show, Amadou. This was so, so great. Um, I loved your tips about, finding inspiration and about keeping the same world and changing one thing. And I also love what you said about Raymond Carver starting in the middle. I think that's a, that's a great tip for getting right to the heart of the action and also creating a really compelling introduction. It's a, it's a definite skill. And I think it's one that as writers, 
we can always use more practice at, at uh, brevity. So before we let you go, Amadou, I'd love it if you could share your writing prompt for our listeners. Sure. Write about a secret that you've kept from a family member. And I'll let you define family member however you want and let you define secret however you want. That's what I would love to, to see you guys write about. If you do feel inspired to write something, please share it with me at cuttingchaistories at gmail.com. And till we meet next Thursday, keep writing.